This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Welcome to the Stardom Cast, your weekly audio source of all things world wondering stardom right here on the Podmania Podcasting Network. I am your host, Rob Goodwin, and I am joined as ever by Matt Turner. Matt, how are you on this fine, fine Wednesday? I'm doing fantastic, good sir. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, not too bad. I've just been saying to you that I think Britain is uh, experiencing its first real day of summer. And uh, because we as Brits aren't used to the sun or the warmth, um, there's been a lot of complaints on the news about the heat, which is just which is just brilliant. It really does talk about Britain as a culture that we just can't deal with any sort of heat. Um, there was a woman who rang in the local news to say that this was ridiculous because um, she hadn't got her summer stuff down from the loft, which I don't know how to react to that, Matt. There are people that will complain about anything. Yeah, and speaking of heat, we kind of figured that we had to do a big preview episode for the World Climax uh, shows that are coming up this week, or else we would have gotten serious heat from our listeners. Huh? How'd you like that Look one? at you, man. I'm so- <laughs> Look at you. Honestly, you just... Oh, it's so smooth. It's so smooth. <laughs> um, yeah, we're... Obviously, the the entire of the Stardom fandom is obviously, and rightly, talking about the two World Climax shows, which, as we record of this Saturday and this Sunday at Ryogoku. Um, we're going to go through each of the nights, talk about who we're going to pick, talk about a little bit of the backstory about the matches and things like that, so that you've got, if you're a newer fan, you've got enough of a primer to go in and enjoy the show. And, of course, if you're a seasoned fan, then you can just enjoy the fact that me and Matt are going to get a lot of our predictions wrong because we fantasy book and overthink things. Um so we're going to go through both cards and um, talk about, obviously, what we think is going to happen. Um, a little bit of a um, sort of caveat, we are going to be reviewing the, uh, sorry, previewing the Cinderella tournament in a separate episode, so please keep your eye out for that. Um, the Bracketology episode, where me and Mal will be going through match by match and basically picking our winners and doing our brackets, that is going to be released on the 1st of April. Obviously, the Stardom Cinderella tournament does indeed start on the 3rd. Also, ordinarily, we would do, um, when we do these previews, we tend to review the shows that have happened 
as of our recording tonight, because we wanted to get this done and out to all you lovely listeners, um, Stardom World hadn't uploaded the show from the 21st at this point. I think the full card now from the 20th is uploaded, but that didn't get fully uploaded till this morning, my time. So we just, we didn't have enough time to go through those shows. So what I haven't discussed this with Matt. What I'm going to say is before in our big review show for Stardom World Climax, which will be released as soon as we've watched the shows, basically, um, we'll go through sort of the main points of those two shows, like the SWA Tower match between uh, Ruaka and uh, Tekla and the last ALK match and things like that. Are you down for that, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. You just, as always, you just tell me when and I will do my best to be there. I will point you in the direction. <laughs> um, so let's kick into the first of the two nights. Just a little thing before we start. If you haven't already, please go out of your way to find Mayu saying Ryogoku Kokugigan, which I can't say either. Kokugikan. There we go. Go out of your way to look at the go and check out the press conference where you have got um Mayu, Julia, and Tam ahead of Nagoya Supreme Fight. And just Mayu must have eight goes at saying it, and in the end, big bad Julia just creases. She cannot help herself. She just loses her shit, which is hilarious. Um so go out of your way to find that. Um but yeah. I I also just want to apologize to our listeners because I'm not sure if Rob just uh, swore there. I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I apologize, <laughs> listeners. Um, let's get straight in then. So the first night, of course, is Stardom World Climax 2022, the best, and it is from the 26th of March. And a lot of what happens on this night is going to impact what happens on the 27th. Um, so we're going to open with a match for the future of Stardom Championship. Uh, Hannon, the champion, taking on her sister and the challenger, Rena. Um, they've given, heading into the show, they've given Rena a lot of momentum heading into this show. Now, ordinarily, I would say, well, that's automatically a slam dunk victory for Hannon then because that's just that's wrestling booking 101 you give the challenger all this momentum so the title um sorry the champion can then um overthrow them and sort of um beat them convincingly i do think Hannon will win this um and i think it's something that we've discussed on quite a few podcasts Matt why we think Hannon is going to win this um what about you are you still of the opinion that Hannon is winning this or do you think that they're going to put the belt on Rena and keep it on Rena over this weekend no the exact reasons why we talked about and how you just said a few seconds ago my friend is Rena's pin hand I think two or three times leading up to this match and then the fact that it's the heel pinning the baby face as well yeah it's, it's you're right it's wrestling booking 101 is then you just have the baby face uh, then go over and be able to you know overcome her last few losses from the big bad heel and in the sense, her sister as well. But I also think that even though I think we're going to get this one right, because I feel pretty confident on it, but I also think this is going to be a really, really good opener. Probably get six or seven minutes. Uh, it should be very interesting to see just because we've seen just how well these two have improved over the last uh, you know, few months. So this should be a nice, solid opener. I've been particularly impressed with Rena's progress, actually. I've always been impressed with Hannon. Um, and her match with Lady C was really good. Um and a match with who did she take on at Cinderella Journey in Nagaoka? 
Was that Lady C or was that Nagoya Supreme fight? I can't remember. Either way, she's had two good matches for the future belt. She seems solid in ring when she's been tagging with stars. Um, Rina, though, I have been really, really, really impressed. I do see her as a real sort of a real main player in um, stardom's future, but I just don't see her winning here. And, you know, she is only 15 at this point. So there are plenty of years left for Rina to take that championship. We move on then to what is the first of what is being called the Golden Generation Singles Bout, and it is between Saya Ida and Mirai. There are going to be lariats aplenty in this match, Matt, and good grief am I looking forward to that. Yeah, lariats and chops and hard-hitting. Uh, this should be, uh, <laughs> again, right up my alley. I mean, Saya Ida, since she's came back, has looked really, really impressive. And Mirai, they're really doing a good job building her up as well. And I'll be honest with you, Rob, I was looking through these matches yesterday. As far as my predictions goes, this is one of the hardest ones for me to predict. Just again, because Saeed is just coming back. They want to make her look strong. But Mirai is coming off that really, really good uh, Red Belt Challenge match for uh, Siri. But you know what? I'm Again, flip a coin on this one. This is, this is a tough one. But I'm going to say Mirai takes this one. How about you? I'm going to say Mirai. And the reason I'm going to say Mirai is because on night two, and again, these two nights are intrinsically linked. There's lots of stuff that's going to be happening on night one that is going to affect night two. Um, But on night two, Mirai is facing the loser of the Saya and Utami white belt match, which we'll be talking about in a moment. And I think the chances are Mirai loses that match. Now, they have built Mirai very, very well since her debut on the 3rd of January. I don't see her then going 0 for 2 over the weekend. Um, Sayurida, like you said, has just come back. Um, I don't think a loss here impacts her. She's on the main card. She's in a singles match. I think that's the most important thing. And the fact we've got her back from injury, it's perfect. I think if this was a match with a program attached to it, then or a high stakes program attached to it, then I think it will be slightly harder. But I think with so much being put into Mirai and that I don't want to say more difficult match because that's that's not fair on Sayarida, but potentially a more high profile match, you know, against Utami or Saya, I just I don't see Mirai winning that one. So I'm gonna say Mirai here. Let's move on to the third match on the card, which is a six-woman tag team gauntlet. And these are your teams. We have got the Queen's Quest team of Azumi, Lady C, and X, who, of course, we now know is Miyu Akasaki, who debuted um, at New Blood and was tremendous. We have got the Donna Del Mondo team of Himika, um, Natsupoi and Mei Sakurai. We have got the Oedatai team of Fukukin Death, Saki Kashima and Ruaka. And then we have got the Cosmic Angels and Friends team of uh, Wakatsuki Armor, of Mina Shirakawa and Stars' Momo Kogo. Um, Matt, this, this is another one <laughs> that could go either way. Because there is not really a story attached to it. I mean, you could make the argument that the winner of this might potentially get an artist of stardom title shot later on. But overall, I feel like 
this is probably the match people are going to... It's a toilet break match, which is a shame because there's a lot of talent on this card, and I'm sure it'll be fun, but if you miss this one, it's probably not going to be of huge consequence. What do you think? This one might shock everybody. This one, again, it might be the match I'm looking forward to the least, but it might be the one that surprises people the most. Uh, and as far as my prediction goes, you know, you have to take... You have to take into account the, the usual hashtag Rob Goodwin is right, who can death in a multi-person <laughs> match. I mean, yeah, you have a lot of different people in here. But when you kind of look at it on paper, they're building up Queen's Quest. Uh, the, obviously, Azumi's coming off that really high-profile match with Starlight Kid. She's now the high-speed champion. Uh, my, uh, Miu, they're doing a good job building her up. Lady C, she's looking really good in the ring. So I, I'm going to take the Queen's Quest team on this one. I mean, you could have... Uh, the DDM team winning, but then again, with them breaking up, where does that really go? And again, you never want to count out death when there's more than two people in the match. And when you have <laughs> you know, 12 other people in the match, this is literally like her dream. This is her dream match here. But no, I'm going to go with the Queen's Quest team. Okay. So a couple of things. Um, first, I'm pretty sure I said Miyu Amasaki's name wrong. So there you go. I've said it right now. Um, this is my prediction. Okay, and it is probably completely wrong. So bear with me. Um, I'm going to go. Cosmic Angels are going to start. Okay, so we're going to have Mina, Momo, and Waka come out first. Then Oedatai. Because, of course, it's a golden match. I think Fukin Death pins Waka. So Oedatai go through. Then I think Queen's Quest come in. So Azumi, Amasaki, and Lady C. I think Lady C gets the pinfall victory. We then get to DDM and Queen's Quest, and I think DDM win. I think with my predictions going forward into night two, yes, okay, coming out of this weekend, Donna Del Mondo are, well, we don't know the fate of Donna Del Mondo. We know that Julia and Suri will not be working, pardon me, together anymore. Whether that is going to be a complete split Okay, and each woman takes four, and one's Donna Del Mondo, and one's another thing, or whether they both go on under separate names, or we don't know yet. Um, but what I do know is they are building May Sakurai. Okay, whether that is to your taste or not to your taste. Um, the storyline that I am very, very much enjoying is the May Sakurai Wakasuki Armor storyline. And I think a victory for May here, and then a good showing on the 27th cements her further as that sort of heel that, you know, I think you put it perfectly, you know, your crap doesn't smell. That sort of heel that you just, you can't help but hate. And I think a victory here will cement that. Plus, you never bet against DDM. They are booked incredibly strongly in stardom. So I'm going DDM um, on that. Let me ask you this. One last prediction. Does okay. Momo Kogo, does she come out dancing with Cosmic Angels? <laughs> um, uh, do you know what's quite depressing? I genuinely <laughs> think that if Momo Kogo comes out dancing with the Cosmic Angels, I do think she'd be better at it than Wacker. And Wacker's had like three months practice. <laughs> no doubt about that, brother. I'm, I'm not going to... I really do feel sorry for Wakazukiyama. She's got... I don't know whether it's just a lack of rhythm or what it is, but genuinely, 
I find it really endearing that she really struggles with it. And... I wonder. I wonder just because about how hard she works. I wonder if like this is a work. It's just like I'm gonna dance bad on purpose. I mean, it takes <laughs> some talent to be able to put over that you can't dance when actually you can. Like that's that's a great work if that's the case. Um, okay. we will see. Um. Let's talk the next match, and this is a tag team match. Obviously, at the moment, we are embroiled. DDM seem to be fighting on all fronts at the moment, but here we have got the main feud for DDM, really, um, which is between DDM and the Prominence faction. So this is our first installment of that, with Mike and Tekla of Donna Del Mondo taking on the Prominence team of Sarisa and Suzu Suzuki. Um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about um, Suzu Suzuki and Julia's feud um, on the second night, where obviously we have got the big DDM versus Prominence match. Um, here, though, Matt, who do you think goes over? I think this Prominence thing's going to go a little bit further than World Climax, so you need to have booked them strong in these two nights. So I'm going with the Prominence team on this one. I agree. Um, I can see a time limit draw happening here. Um, you do sort of get a sense for these things as a Stardom fan. Um, but this will be the first time that we see Suzu Suzuki wrestling in Stardom. And with this huge feud that's going on at the moment, revolving around Suzu Suzuki and Julia and their relationship and the way that Julia left Ice Ribbon, I just have a feeling that Suzu Suzuki is going to be the one to pin probably Tekla. Um, I think you're absolutely right. I think this feud carries on because as of recording, we still have no idea when we are getting that Suzu Suzuki versus Julia match. And that is 100% happening. You know, that is that is definitely happening. That's going to be the end of the feud. Julia versus Suzu Suzuki. That's what we're building towards. You need to keep her strong. I think she pins Tekla here. Um, I know that Risa Sarah's obviously thrown her name in the hat for the red belt. Um, so she needs to be kept really strong. At the moment, Micah's not doing a great deal. Um, obviously, I know she's artist of stardom champion. Um, I've got a feeling, you know, it wouldn't be dreadful if she lost or is on the losing team. I don't think she'll get pinned. Tekla... Yes, she's the SWA champion. She's just retained, spoilers, um, against Ruwaka. So I think she's fine to take a pinfall. Again, DDM are booked incredibly strong. Not many of them are ever pinned. Um, so it's either going to be a 20-minute time limit draw because they want to keep DDM strong heading into um, that big match on the 27th, or more likely, Suzu Suzuki is going to get the pinfall. Um, to keep yeah. a strong ahead of the other match. I don't think there'll be a time limit draw just because the uh, first tag match that they did was a time limit draw. However, I wouldn't put it past the Stardom <laughs> Booking Committee. It's like we, they, they fire on all cylinders. They hit these, you know, oh, man, this was great. This was good. Ah, this time limit draw makes sense. It's like, you know, do you book this one a time limit draw? I see your point there. But again, they just the first uh, prominence tag match had the time limit draw. I don't think this one does. But, however, we will uh, we'll find out. I have been wrong a time or two, and uh, you as well there, good sir, on the uh, on these prediction cards. So we'll, we'll find out in a few days. 
Oh, I am laughably poor at predictions. To be honest, I don't know why I'm even giving my predictions, because I know that whatever I guess, the opposite will happen. So uh, maybe I need to start giving predictions that I know won't happen, so therefore the opposite will happen. Um, we move on to the Goddess of Stardom Championship match now. We're heading into the real meat of this card now. I mean, already... You know, we haven't talked any title matches apart from the future, and we've already got some stonking matches. That DDM versus Prominence match, Mirai versus Saeeda. Um, but we move on to the Goddesses of Stardom Championship match with the champions Fukuoka Double Crazy of Hazuki and Kogama taking on the Aweratai team Black Desire of Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid. Um, Matt... Where are you going with this? First, I got to ask you a question. That team, Black Desire, that's like the, one of the worst team names ever, right? That's terrible. I mean, I feel like they had Peach Tiger right there and didn't yeah. take it. Um, yeah, I, I, I literally have I've written on my notes, FWC versus Momo slash SLK. That's, I'm not calling them Black <laughs> Desire. I'm just not. Uh, uh, but as far as my predictions goes, and this is you know for someone who's, uh, you know, the last five, six years of my career, majority of my matches have been tag matches so i always look a little bit closer to tag matches obviously momo and starlight kid they're fantastic you have starlight kid the next day in a match with uh, the returning kari fwc they just put them on the graphic under the goddess thing for the new uh, stardom logo so i'm like where do i go with this one does that play into anything do they change the graphic do they leave it there but I'm going to kind of piggyback on what you said about two minutes ago in the last match. This one, I honestly think, is going to the time limit draw. I just can't see either of these team win, uh, either one of these teams losing. I just think uh, Hazuki and Kagama has been booked really, really strong. I just don't see Momo taking a, taking a loss or Starlight Kid taking a loss the day before her biggest match ever. So I think this one's going to go to the time limit draw. That's my prediction. I am actually putting putting down, for my prediction, time limit draw. That's such a cop-out. <laughs> right. there's no such thing as saying on the fence in this um okay i mean as for the the introduction video they they had mayu as the red belt champion for a good while after utami took the belt um so i'm i wouldn't read too much into that um i don't see momo or starlight kid getting pinned i just don't um Starlight Kid especially, you know, she has got that huge rub of wrestling. Kyrie's first stardom singles match since early 2017. That's fallen to Starlight Kid. They're not about to just have a look up at the lights in this tag match. It, it's just not going to happen. Um, so that leaves Momo. Are you going to have Momo pinned? I mean, you've got potentially, obviously, Hazuki and Momo meet up in a singles match the following night. So you could have Hazuki pin Momo and then Momo get a return in the singles match. Obviously, there's a lot of history between Hazuki and Momo, and they were both part of Queen's Quest. Um, and then during the first on draft, Io Shirai chose Azumi and Momo before she chose Hazuki, and obviously before she could choose Hazuki, she got drafted to Oeratai. So there's always those lingering feelings. Uh, Momo Watanabe beat Hazuki for the white belt, um, and it's something that Hazuki has never been able to get. So, and then of course there's the turn. At um, I say the turn. <laughs> we all knew it was coming, but Momo turning on uh, Hazuki at Dream Queendom. So there's a lot of history there. 
I am just stalling because I don't want to give a prediction. I love FWC as the tag champs. I really do. I think they've got great chemistry. Um, Hazuki playing the straight woman to Kagama's mental comedy is great. <sighs> but I'm going Black Desire, which sounds like a box of chocolates you'd get your mother on Mother's Day. Um, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, Awaratai. I think, I think Starlight Kid pit, Pins Kagame. My most I like kid uh, team. But just real quick, I'm so excited. You know, I keep talking about how excited I am for that Momo Watanabe white belt retrospective that we're doing for our Patreons. And thank you so much for voting for that. But I, you talked about their singles match, Momo and Hazuki. I watched that match three times in like the last two weeks. I'm like the busiest guy in the world. And for me to even like get to a match to watch it, but to watch it like again, Oh, it, it, I'm so excited to watch these two tangle twice, twice in a 24-hour period. It's uh, it's it's going to be right up my alley. Super, super pumped. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, of course, that's going to be dropping for our Red Belt and White Belt patrons over at patreon.com forward slash StardomCast on the 30th of March. So a week today as we record. Make sure you check that out. Um, So just to recap, you've gone time limit draw because you're a massive coward and you refuse to commit. I am going... Starlight Kid pinning Kagame. We have new champions. Wow. Neither of us think that the champions are going to get the victory here. No, that means. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. It means that Hazuki's going to pin Starlight Kid in about five minutes. That's it. <laughs> um, we then move on to our third to last match, which of course is Kyrie's first match back in stardom after her, let's call it holiday in North America. Uh, she's going to be tagging with former Freedom stablemate Mayu Iwatani against the Cosmic Angels team of Tam Nakano and Yunagi Sayaka. Now, we spoke about when it was announced at the press conference that Kyrie was returning, and not only returning, but returning to basically full-time action. Um, she said she wants to wrestle on all the shows and everything, so she's coming back back. She's not a special attraction. To have this first match... It's and obviously let's not take away from how huge this is for Kyrie. You Nagi Sayaka to have to be in this position, what a vote of confidence, Matt. Absolutely. I mean, this is this is gonna be an absolute barn burner. I mean, there's no two ways about it. Tam has both been booked really well. Yunagi has done really, really well. Um, you know, with the opportunities that she's been giving. Obviously you have Kyrie coming back, which is huge. I mean just a huge, huge deal. And we talked about it, you know, a month or so ago when we did our podcast reviewing about her comeback. It's not like she was sitting on the shelf for the last three or four years. She was wrestling for the biggest wrestling company in the world. And she has all those followers, you know, coming back. I know just from some of the, my friends and fans that were big Kari fans that didn't see her in stardom, that only saw her in NXT and the Mae Young Classic and WWE. There's a lot of my friends and fans that are really interested in this match and these two shows. And are contemplating, you know, either getting Stardom World or getting this pay per view just for this match. So this buzz on this match alone, and then you throw in Mayu Yutani, and she's pretty good as well. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, literally, you're going back to back two fantastic tag matches. I think this one's going to be really good. I think this can be something really big for Tam as well. You know, we're talking about wow, what an opportunity for Yunagi. But when Kari left in 2017, Tam was really kind of just just kind of getting her feet wet a little bit. And now look at the performance she's grown into in the last four or five years. You know, she's on top of the card. She's on top of her game. 
She's one of the most recognizable people in stardom. Was just on the uh, the Tokyo Dome show as well. So you know you have that going for her as well. So let's not you know rule my uh, my one of my favorites here, Tam out as well. I think this is going to be a great showcase for her. And also another sidebar is then we're rekindling the Tam and Mayu feud as well. I mean, there's so many different stories going into this match that like we're almost forgetting about that as well. Uh, but as far as the prediction goes, I think me and you are going to have the same prediction as pretty much everybody else. I think we all see a mile coming, and it's the basically the finish that we all want is Yunagi is going to be hit with the uh, insane elbow. Maybe it might be the moonsault from Mayu and then the insane elbow from Kari, but I think that's um, a pretty a pretty safe bet of what's going to happen here. I think it's the smart booking, what needs to happen here, and I think it's kind of what everybody wants as well. Oh, one billion percent <laughs> there there is not a way in hell that Unagi is not taking the pinfall in this match but just by being in this match you know a stock is raised significantly completely agree with you there's loads of things going into this um Tam and Kyrie, I don't think I've ever faced I don't think um Tam debuted till July 2017 in stardom um and then obviously she will go on to join a weather tie. And if you want to read about, if you want to listen to that, we've also got an episode on uh, the end of Tam in a weather tie. So go and check that out on our Patreon. Um, but yeah, I see Yunagi hitting the spinning back. Uh, sorry, Kyrie hitting the spinning back fist to Yunagi, and then the insane elbow as well. It'll be a real feel good feeling um, in the arena, especially as you know this is this is one of the things, if not the thing that people are going to be tuning into the show for, especially more casual stardom fans are going to be tuning in to watch Kyrie as she comes back. Um, but yeah, I imagine. How do you think a... she's, Go on. how do you think she's going to do? I mean, obviously she's been out of stardom for a while, but she's been out of re- wrestling in general for a little over a year. How do you think her performance is going to do? Obviously, Unagi is a solid worker. and We've seen Tam pretty much make anybody look really, really good. Do you think that she's going to be kind of back to form or, like, where, what's your expectations? Like, like the, the two biggest things coming out of out of these two shows for me, as loaded as these two sh- shows are, Rob, and I have a question I'll ask you at the end of the podcast, is, like, what's your expectations for Kari coming out of these two shows as far as her in-ring performance? I mean, Stardom obviously clearly aren't worried about Kyrie's lack of in-ring time. I mean, I don't think she's wrestled since mid-2020, I think was her last WWE match. Um, I think here it will be a case of Mayu taking a lot of heat from Tam and Yunagi. Um, maybe Kyrie coming in for hot tags. Once she's warmed up, then she'll get more into the match. I'm not worried about the quality at all. I think... I think we're looking at four stars minimum um, in terms yep. of Kyrie herself. I don't see an issue, to be perfectly honest. I'd be very, very surprised if there was an issue. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I just kind of just, you know, as much as we talk, that's the one thing we haven't had a discussion. I figure, what other better way to bring it up than on this this episode? Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you know, yes, she's got a little bit of leeway here because she's in a tag match and obviously Mayu is one of the best in the world so she can go for as long as is needed but she is in a singles match against Starlight Kid on the second night and that pace you know if she's not ready she can be exposed working at that pace so obviously they have a lot of confidence that she is going to be fine by putting her in there with someone like Starlight Kid and not someone like a Yunagi or 
um, someone who works a more a slower, more deliberate pace. So clearly they're they're confident. Let's move on to the semi-main of night one. And this is a match that I am incredibly excited for. It's the Wonder of Stardom Championship match with the champion Saya Kamatani taking on stablemate um, Utami Hayashishta. Um, if you remember from the Budokan show last year, um, Utami defended her red belt against Sayaka Matani in the semi-main event of the Budokan show. It was a match that took everyone by surprise. Um, it was a fantastic match, one of the matches of the night. Um, but Sayaka Matani didn't get the win. And I think here is, especially with Momo gone out of Queen's Quest now, this is very much a chance of for Saya to assert herself in Queen's Quest. You know, she's the only one, aside from Azumi now, obviously, with a singles belt. She's got the highest singles belt in Queen's Quest, so she is, I suppose, the de facto leader, even though, you know, we all know it's Utami. It's going to be interesting to see who comes out of this, the victor, because Utami obviously is an ex-Red Belt champion, held it for 400-odd days, was an incredible in-ring work with that belt, put on fantastic title defences, one of which, like I said before, was against Saya. It'll be interesting to see how she goes about, A, being the challenger, and B, going against Saya Kamatani, who is the champion. Matt, do you think Saya holds on to the belt? Uh, yes, I think she does, and there's a lot of interesting aspects going into that match, obviously, what you uh, just said, but they... If you do remember, and I think we actually forgot to talk about it during the five-on-five tug-of-war at the end of Zoom, he said, we're going to have to decide on a leader soon. And maybe this is the match that not only decides the white belt, but also decides the leader of Queen's Quest as well. Now, I do agree that Utami's kind of like the uncrowned leader of Queen's Quest, but then again, here's another kind of uh, dichotomy into it, is you did have you know Utami as the red belt champion for 400 days. But now it's a different role because now she's the challenger. So it is, the psychology is different. So you wonder how she's going to play on with that. I don't think there's going to be an issue. And then here's another little little fun storyline as well is Saya wins the white belt from Tam. And then less than an hour later, Utami loses the red belt to Shiri at, uh, at Dream Queendom. So that's kind of something fun there as well. But I think Saya's just getting the ball rolling here with the white belt. I wouldn't be shocked if Utami wins. And then basically uh, the rest of Queen's Quest comes out and they, they do formally make Utami the leader of Queen's Quest because then she can take that belt and bring it to higher standards like she did with the red belt. And you can main event shows with the white belt, which we've seen Momo do and Io do and Kari do in the past. So I wouldn't be shocked if Utami wins, but I think just the fact that Sai is just really getting her feet wet with the white belt, I don't think you pull the, uh, the rug underneath her. Uh, just yet, and I think that Utami is just so good that she can take a clean pinfall win here uh, to Saya, and it really won't hurt her. I mean, right, so there's obviously the storyline there of Saya Kamatani getting her, her win back over Utami, and I think that's beneficial, certainly. However, we've then got Saya defending against Tam 
again, now I know that there's history between Sire and Tam. Obviously, we had two matches um, last year for the white belt, and we have all the history with Tam being uh, Sire's old mentor, things like that. But I think Sire drops it here. Really? I do, yes. And it might be a very stupid reason, but... We have had two very long, well, longish. I'm not going to say very long, because I think I think Tam held the belt for 302 days, and I think Julia held it for 287. I think um, we've had two relatively long, high-profile white belt runs. I think this is the one that books that trend. I think this is that that one that breaks that chain. I see Sire dropping it to Utami, and I don't think that hurts Sire. Because she's 24. There's so much time left for her. But I think, again, she drops it here. This is her first... No disrespect to Natsupoi. No disrespect at all. And no disrespect meant to Yanagi either. But this is her first high-profile defense. Wouldn't it be a great story... If not only does she lose in her first high-profile defense, yes, she main evented Cinderella uh, journey in Nagaoka. I'm not disparaging that, but loses her first high-profile tile defense, and not only that, loses it to her stablemate, and at the same point, Utami becomes a leader of Queen's Quest. What a redemption yeah. arc! From there, then, not only did she not beat Utami for the red belt, she then loses her white belt to Utami. And she's progressively more and more in Utami's shadow until eventually Saya can surpass Utami further on down the line. I think that's a far more interesting story um, moving on to then rather than just going on to Saya versus Tam again, even though that will be another fantastic match. I think Utami and Tam would be a far better match there, even though I know we're getting it in the Cinderella tournament. I think Saya drops it to Utami here. I'm not going to change my prediction, but I'm going to kind of add on two more things to even further your prediction there, sir. Um, and we kind of talked about it a little bit last week. Saya already has the bye going into the Cinderella. So if she drops the belt here, she can make a really good run. Like, she can make it to the quarters or the semi or even the final. Like, oh, you know, she's going to get a title shot. Now, she just she just dropped the white belt. You know, maybe this is a redemption. Does she go back to back? So there's one little added on thing, if your prediction is right. And another thing is, what's the big Utami match coming up that they've been building up for the last four or five months? We know we're getting it. What is it, Rob? Go ahead, say it. Say it. Oh, I don't know now. My mind's gone blank. Don't do this to me. Oh, Momo, Come obviously. On. Momo, uh, yeah, I don't know why Momo. I blanked. I panicked. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh, geez. I was like, oh, my God. I, I'm, like, case, I'm like, he's K-faving me. What a rib. What a rib. So, again, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's fresh in my mind because I only have two more matches left and I'm done with our Momo review. But now you put Momo versus Utami, and now it's for the white belt. And how many times does as Momo in these multi-person matches with um, a way to tie in Queen's Quest saying, you Tommy, you're nothing. You don't have a belt anymore. You don't have a belt anymore. And now you're dangling the carrots like, hey, this is the belt that you had more defenses than anybody in this history of this company. More than Arissa, more than Tam, more than Julia, more than EO, more than Kari. And guess what? I got it now. So now I want my match. Oh, man, I might have talked myself out. I'm still going to say, I'm still going to say Saya. But boy, now that's a match that at first I'm like 80% Saya wins. But now I'm like, 
I don't know, 50, 30, and, t- and then 20 on the time limit draw, just because you have to put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing is, as well, obviously, comparing this to WWF, and I know it's going to sound really stupid now, well, WWE, um, we had that storyline of Shawn Michaels desperate to get any other chance at The Undertaker ahead of WrestleMania 26. So, you know, he then lost the Royal Rumble and was absolutely distraught that he lost the Royal Rumble when he was so close. What if Saya makes it to the semifinals of the Cinderella, having lost the belt? You know, she thinks she's going to win. She's going to get another opportunity to get that belt back and then loses in the semifinal and just goes to pieces because it's another chance spurned and she's getting even further down the pecking order. I think that's a really, really interesting storyline. And perhaps I'm overbooking it. Perhaps I'm thinking too much about it. But I think it'd be great. I think it would be great. Yeah, I think, again, we always talk about overbooking, and I think that's maybe why I'm going to stick with my pick going with Saya Kamatani. But now I'm really going to be – I'm really going to be – uh, really super interested in this match just because you made a lot of good points and then I had spurred in my brain a lot of good points as well. So uh, this should be interesting. Obviously, this match is going to be an absolute banger. And of course, it might just go to a time limit draw, Matt. Who knows? <laughs> the, la- maybe the last four or five matches. Like, we talked about it before. This whole card is just so solid. Can you imagine if the two tag matches and the two title matches I'll go to time limit draws. Rasiel Gal was like, I got your money. <laughs> yeah. See you later, guys. Um, <laughs> see you tomorrow. Um, we move on then to the main event of night one. Um, and this is for the World of Stardom Championship. Uh, the champion, Suri, defending against former tag partner and stablemate, Julia, in the main event. What a match this is going to be. Irrelevant of who wins. Um, irrelevant of what we predict is going to happen. This is going to be if any of the matches leading up to this show, if any of the shows leading up to this show and the times we've seen Julia and Suri face off, if that's anything to go by, this is going to be an absolute barn burner. Matt. And I'm talking, I'm not going to say my, you know, my gut feeling is that this is going to be an instant match of the year, but I'm thinking this is, this has got to be four and a half stars minimum. I mean, that's what we've got yeah. to be aiming for here. Yeah, I think this is going to be the match of the night. Obviously, the one that has the most eyes on it is going to be the uh, Kari's return match. Um, obviously, the one that now I'm 50-50 on, the result is going to be the uh, white belt match. But I think this one, it's going to be a great match. There's no doubt about it. They're given time. Shuri's done a great job carrying herself as champion. Had it one heck of a year uh, last year. Capped it off by the throwing Utami, like we just talked about. Julia coming back from injury has been nothing but short of phenomenal. Just the way she carries herself. And like I t- said before, out of everybody in the company, she has the most it factor. And the it factor is something that you can't teach. You can't learn it by talking to a vet or learning in wrestling school. Just something that you have to have. And Julia, you know, absolutely has that it factor. But I think that Stardom tipped their hand a little bit too much on building up Siri and uh, Mayu for the final match of these two shows. I think that's one of just the many reasons why I think Sherry retains. I think this match is going to be, yeah, might even be the best match of the two nights. Um, certainly probably top three or top four. But I think this is going to be, uh, yeah, absolute, you know, four uh, half-star to five-star classic. They're going to beat the bejesus out of each other. I mean, Sherry's obviously one of the uh, tightest wrestlers in the company with that MMA background. The way that Julia just been throwing her forearms and her Yakuza kicks and her slaps, 
it's going to be a good way to combat Sherry there. There's going to be a lot of receipts in this one. Uh, but I just don't see Sherry dropping the belt. I just don't see Mayu and Julia being the main event of these two shows. I think Suri takes it. And the way they've built Suri and um, Julia and all this dissent um, regarding, you know, the future of DDM and then more recently that paranoia that Julia's getting that Suri's in league with prominence, which I wish they'd done more of. I wish that had been introduced earlier on. That'd have been such a good story wrinkle. Like, it's still good, but I just wish there was more time to build on that. Um, The big thing at the moment is prominence versus Julia. Now, whoever loses this match will be put on the DDM side of DDM versus prominence on night two. With Julia being the big sort of linchpin for this. Okay. The entire feud is based on Julia versus Suzu Suzuki. It wouldn't really make sense for Julian not to be in that tag match then. Now, would I be disappointed if Julian wins the red belt? Absolutely not. Would I be disappointed seeing Mayu versus Julian main event night two? Absolutely not. They've proved on multiple occasions that they can put on classics. However, Suri's arc needs Mayu. Suri's entire storyline for the red belt started with her loss to Mayu, where she wasn't strong enough to overcome Mayu Iwatani. Now, we had the small redemption arc with Utami. However, to tie off Suri's entire reign, she needs to beat Mayu. And I think this is the moment where she beats Mayu. I think she beats Julia on night one, and spoiler, I think she then goes on to beat Mayu on night two. Um, That's my pick. What do you think? Yeah, totally agree. And I think what's also going to be interesting is what's going to happen after this match. Are you going to see a Tekla Mirai jump Sherry afterwards? Are you going to see maybe they go to shake hands and then Promise comes in, beats them all up, and then maybe Stars comes in for the save because maybe Mayu doesn't want Sherry that beat up? Or Sherry has talked about she has a bodyguard that, uh, that she has. So maybe does the bodyguard come in and make the save? Do we see Jushin Thunder Liger? Uh, you know, come out as the uh, as the guest trainer somewhere. <laughs> there's so many different assets, but I think there's going to be some. I think there's going to be some sort of an angle after this match that you're really. I think there's going to get people talking. I wouldn't be disappointed if there wasn't one because I'm a big fan of after the big match. You know, they shake hands or whatever, they go their ways, and then you know, Shuri gets her promo and gets to close out the show, and rightfully so. So I wouldn't be heartbroken. If we don't get an angle, but something tells me you're, I, we're going to get some sort of angle at the end of this match, uh, so that's something to look at as well. But yeah, I think uh, Sherry definitely Sherry takes this one. She retains. Yeah, I agree. And obviously, we didn't mention the fact that Sherry has come out and said, "Well, I've got a bodyguard ahead of this match." Obviously, we can speculate till the cows come home as to who this person is. Um, but as we've already got Suri's bodyguard, the mystery sensei, and don't forget, as um, Neutralix on Twitter um, mentioned, there's a second mystery woman as well that Sayaka Matani saw after Kairi. So that's three mystery women we still have no identity for. So I'm not even going to bother trying to predict who Suri's bodyguard is going to be, simply because... I just I can't keep up with the amount of mystery women in Stardom at the moment. Just as a as a quick sidebar, this has nothing to do with Stardom. My first independent show I was on uh, 
the show, and there was another guy, and his name was The Bodyguard. So I don't know if it's going to be him, but he did come out to that Whitney Houston song from the movie The Bodyguard <laughs> that I will, I will always love you. And I was like, this is tremendous. He looked like a $5 Razor Ramon. There's your Scott Hall All right. <laughs> so it wasn't the guy who wrestles for All Japan now, then? <laughs> oh, there is a guy called The Bodyguard who wrestles for All Japan. Isn't There's a Zeus as well. There is. Zeus and Bodyguard were a tag team. Um, oh, my goodness. That's like... <laughs> That's like Holy Demon Army level for me. I love them already. <laughs> Apparently, they were great as well. Um, let's move on then to the 27th, which is the night after. Um, this is Stardom World Climax 2022, the top. Um, and we will go through the cards similar to before. Now, obviously, a lot of our predictions from night one are going to affect night two. So we might be completely wrong here, but there we are. So... We open the show once more with the Future of Stardom Championship match with the winner of Hannon and Rena taking on the challenger, May Sakurai. And I think, Matt, we're both in agreement here. Yeah, uh, I think we both have Hannon here. I think pretty much everybody does versus Darth May Sakurai. <laughs> so, uh, but I, th- I know we talked about it before, but I think May takes it. I think she takes. I think she takes the belt here. They're really, uh, you know, investing here, putting her in the ring more. Gave her a completely new look, new gear. You know, put her with Julia. Um, I think May Sakurai takes this one here. Completely agree with you. Um, much as I think Hannon's done some good stuff with the belt, and you know, even if it is Rena that comes out of night one as the champion, um, I see May Sakurai taking it because ultimately, this is not about may it's about wacker and i think if wacker's first singles victory comes to get the future of stardom championship off of may sakurai i think that's a great little story for a belt that doesn't get much doesn't get much press really with it being sort of bottom of the stardom totem pole i think it's a nice story and i think with the amount of character work that wacker's put into this i think it will be a nice climax to that no pun intended matt Look at you. Good oh. one, sir. Good one. That Honestly. was a that was a that was a Matt Turner level hand fisted <laughs> segue. Bravo, you hear me, Clap? Thank you very much. Very, very appreciative. Um so we've then got the Cinderella Rumble. Um so at the moment announced we have <clears throat> Unagi Yunagi Sayaka, Mini Shirakawa, Lady C. Um Amasaki, sorry, I couldn't read them for a minute. Um, sorry, Miyu Amasaki, I've got it now. Um, Saki Kashima, Ruaka, Saya Ida, uh, Momokogo, we have got uh, Kazuki, uh, Wakasukiyama, uh, and then we've got a lot of the members of um, the New Blood Show, who which we talked about not long ago. Tomoka, Inaba, um, Aoi. Oh, I, I watched the YouTube video where she said it. Okay, and I think it's Aoi. I think it is Aoi. Um, Haruka Yumeski, uh, Nanami, Maria, um, Ai Takarayama, Mei Sugura, which I know that a lot of people are very excited about, um, Yuna Mizumori, and many, many more, apparently. I have butchered at least four of those names. Please forgive me. Now, picking a winner here might be slightly difficult especially as we don't know a few of the entrants however 
I'm going to go out on a limb and pick someone. Now, obviously, last year at Budokan, we had a similar rumble with lots of returning legends and things like that. And Yunagi Sayaka won it after basically being Stardom's punching bag for two months. So here, I'm going to go out on a limb. I think Lady C wins. I thought you were going to go what I was going to say when you said punching bag. Are you getting wacky? I'm go. I, I I literally had Momo Kogo written down until we just talked about May Sakurai winning. Waka wins here. She finally gets her big win, and then afterwards she challenged May for the future belt. Wow, you think you do? You think they do it that soon? I'd give May two defenses, maybe three defenses, then give Waka the shot. But yeah, that's not a bad shout. Um, my You're saying own, Lady C. I'm saying mm, Lady C. I mean, again. Lady C, like, she's been given a few wins, but not a lot. I think a great way of cementing her is giving her this. I mean, ultimately, again, no disrespect, man, this is a pretty inconsequential rumble. And I think if you gave it to... I mean, the last rumble before Budokan was won by Ruaka. So, you know, there's that. But I think there's a lot of parallels in the way that Lady C has been booked this year to how Yunagi was booked at the start of last year. And I think if you look at where Yunagi's gone from that rumble, I think Lady C could go onto that similar trajectory, especially now as Amasaki is in Queen's Quest and could potentially become the new, as you would like to say, pin eater. Um, so I think a lot less pressure is therefore on Lady C to get pinned. I think she wins it here personally. But there you go. My second choice is Momokogo. Yeah, I think Mumble Kogo, like I said, I, I had it written down up until about a minute ago. And I thought, now I think it's going to be Waka, and I think May will have a, you know, the iron's hot here. So I figured you give her a big win. I was probably going to be the biggest show, you know, watch-wise, attendance-wise of the year here. And then uh, and then you put the future belt on her. I think if you string it out a little bit too too long, I think it's going to lose its fizzle. I think uh, her maybe her first title defense, she my drops it to Waka. I think that's that's what's going to happen. Strike while the iron's hot, sir. But again, I could be wrong and probably will be wrong. That's, you know what we call that, Rob? That's called consistency. <laughs> um, we move on then to another Golden Generation singles match with the lady that loses the white belt title match. So either Utami or Saya taking on Mirai. Um, I'm of the opinion, obviously, I think it's going to be Saya in this match. You think Utami. I think whoever wins, uh, whoever loses the white belt match wins this match, Matt. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. I think Mariah won't lose anything from it, but a, a Saya versus Mariah match would be really good. But I'm obviously because I have Saya winning it, so we're going to get the Utami Mariah clothesline match. So Mariah will have two clothesline matches if my uh, my predictions are right. Obviously, Saya Ida, there's going to be several Lariats thrown in that match, and then if she does get Utami. As well, but I think either way you slice it, I think the Sai Utami uh, loser, the uh, um, member of Queen's Quest, gets the gets the win here. Which, regardless, again, any way you slice it, it's going to be a solid, solid, fantastic match. Yeah, absolutely. You give this twelve minutes, and if it is Utami, Utami and Mariah lariating the living hell out of each other is going to be absolutely fantastic. It, you know, it's the stuff I live for. It's why I'm such a huge Ishii, a huge Shing- uh, Shingo fan. You know, it's my type of match. So if I get that. So what if I got the prediction wrong? It doesn't matter. 
We move on then to a generation of Destiny singles match. All very, uh, all very apocalyptic names here, um, where we've got Hazuki taking on Momo Watanabe. The receipt you feel for um, Momo's turn on Hazuki whilst they were tagging at Stardom Dream Queendom. Um, this could go either way. This is probably for me the hardest match to call over the two nights, Matt. What about you? I think it's a little easier. Um, really? I think Momo's going to win. However, my wife, she, she went in on the predictions as well because she gets super competitive. But she, she, thinks, <laughs> thinks, she thinks she thinks I'm, well, she knows I'm absolutely crazy. Be married for me for 10 years. It's, you know, you realize that I'm nuts. But no, she's just like, she doesn't see Hazuki losing this one at all, especially if she loses the night before. But I think, uh, first of all, this match is going to be great. Again, I talked about it before. Their wipeout match they had. Um, I, I think that's Suzuki's best match I've ever seen. I mean, just absolutely fantastic. They beat each other up like they owed each other money. Obviously, different uh, circumstances here. You have the heel babyface dynamic flipped. No title on the line. So they're not going to get the 20-some-odd minutes. Not in the main event. Regardless, if it's half as good as that match that they had back in 2018, I will be a happy camper see momo win this and i think i see i'm gonna say momo's gonna win with the loaded kick pad so we haven't seen we've only seen it once and i think she's gonna use it here on hazuki but i got momo for the win she did try and use it on utami didn't she at um takadona baba um but utami managed to stop a loading a boot with the uh with the wrench <sighs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go momo um i feel like with the awaretai cheating that is inevitably gonna happen I feel like Hazuki isn't going to lose too much face by losing. You know, if if she loses because she gets hit by the vegetable crate or, you know, Starlight Kit blind Starlight Kid blinds her or she gets hit over the head with an iron pipe by Natsukatora. I feel like if Momo wins that way, Hazuki loses very little face. Um, you know, similarly to if they wrestle a clean match, I mean Momo's a fantastic wrestler, so and these two have tremendous chemistry, as shown by um, their white belt match that we're going to be talking about in a week or so. I feel like there is more to be gained with a Momo victory than with a Hazuki victory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think if we are going to be... You talked about... Um, about Mei Sakurai and the Wacker storyline about how if you wait too long to pull the trigger, it's going to lose a little bit of its steam. If you wait a long time with Momo to put her in the red belt picture again, her heel turn will have lost the momentum that it got when she turned on Queen's Quest, which, you know, if we're being brutally honest, it already has lost a little bit of its momentum. Um, but I do think Momo beats Hazuki here. <sighs> I think it'd be great if she brutalized Hazuki here. Really, really went to town on Hazuki. And I think Hazuki would be down for that as well. Yeah, again, if you, I know I'm beating a dead horse here. They were down for it back in 2018. Why not in 2022? You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, my God. Look, these, these two cars, man. High-speed championship match three-way um, with Azumi the champion taking on Koguma, and Natsupoi. I mean, the last time we had a three-way for the high-speed belt, um, Starlight had promised it would be the quickest high-speed match ever. And whilst that might have been potentially a little bit ambitious, it was certainly a fantastic match. 
And I genuinely see this being another absolute barn burner. This could go 10 minutes. This could go five minutes and it would just be blink and you'll miss it. Fairy blink and you'll miss it. Huh? Huh? Um, Hold on. Hold on. There it is. There There we go. I got one better for you. I got one better for you. Go this for match it. will be so good. This match will be so good. You're gonna feel like you're living in a dream. Speaking <laughs> of living the dream, Stardom's 10th anniversary and review book is available by my good friend Rob Goodwin. Oh. <laughs> I love how we're just shoehorning them in now with absolutely no context. <laughs> um, I think Azumi holds on to the belt here. Yeah, I think this one goes sub 10 minutes just because of the match before and the match after are going to be a little bit longer, a little bit more slower paced uh, as rightfully so. But yeah, I think this is going to be don't blink. Uh, you have all this buzz coming off of Zumi for a match of the year candidate. And then remember in that card, that she was the co-main event. Natsupoy was in the main event. Kagama's obviously doing a fantastic job. You'll see some of the bear stuff in the beginning, but then I think you'll see all action. I think this will be a quick one. Don't blink, but I also think it's going to be fantastic. But I don't think anybody sees Azumi dropping the belt uh, this you know this quick into her reign. So I'm agreeing with you as well, good sir. I'm taking you know, the champion. I think as well, if you look at this card, I mean, the Cinderella Rumble is going to go half an hour minimum. Um, you've got the title matches at the top of the card, which are going to go, you know, you'd think at least 20 each. You've got um, the big DDM versus prominence match, which is probably going to go 20. You need a couple of matches that are going to go sub 10 minutes. And I think with the future belt and with this match, I think you can afford to shave some minutes off. You know, don't get me wrong, if this goes 30 minutes and we get 30 minutes of these three women just flying around the ring. I'm I'm certainly not going to be complaining, but I think you can afford to give this one 10, 11 minutes max, and the women will just blow the roof off of Sumo Hall. Um, and I think they the crowd need that as well. They need a little bit of variety. Um, otherwise, you're going to burn out. But I think you're absolutely right. This one's going to go sub 10 minutes. We then go on to the Pirate Princess Stardom Revival special singles match with the returning Kyrie having her first singles match back in Stardom against Starlight Kid. Um, I'm going to go with Starlight Kid for this. What? Wow. That's, well, I mean... What is Kyrie gained by a win here? Uh, to the hardcore Stardom fans, it's like she's already made. What is? Yeah, I see your point. I just don't see it happening. I don't. You really think Star? And you just you, you didn't even build it up. You're just like, yep, Starlight Kids win, and boom, there it is. There it is, Matt. It's on the table for you, whether you like it or not. There it is. You've, wow, you've just hit the nail on the head, man. Kyrie, we get the feel good feeling of Kyrie coming back, getting the pinfall victory over Unagi on night one which I think with everyone who watches Stardom thinks that's going to be the case. However, Starlight Kid has got so much to gain from beating Kyrie. Think how much her stock will be raised by getting a pinfall victory over Kyrie. Maybe she cheats, okay? It doesn't matter. Kyrie is at a point in her career where you don't want to give her too many losses, obviously, but the beating of her will make so many stars 
And I think Starlight Kid, especially after it was Starlight Kid in a wedder tie that ruined her press conference, I genuinely do think Starlight Kid wins this. And I'm going to go one further. I think she wins clean. I think if you're going to beat them, you have to beat them. It's got to be clean. I think she loses the clean match to Momo. Because, uh, you know, that's coming up soon. I totally see your point. But I'm going to respectfully disagree just because, <laughs> just because, it, 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 booking wise, it makes sense because then you book it back in a return. But you're just going to have so many people, so many new eyes on this show. And now, I mean, here's 50 50 if you think about it. One, you look at it, so many people would be like disappointed that she lost. It's like, oh man, she, you know, we turned in to watch the show. I, you know, so many people have probably never seen him stardom show or haven't seen one since EO left. And there's going to be a lot of eyes on this show. So then it's like, well, do we beat her? Because that'll leave people, dis- people leave disappointed. Or does she have a really good showing? You beat her. And then you get the people to come back for the rematch. That's something as well. Not only that, but it's like you get some of these old promoters where it's just like, they're going to book a name on the show where it's like, usually I draw two fifty, but I'm going to put, um, I'm just throwing a name out, Kevin Nash on the show, and now I'm drawing 350. But now the extra 100 people, 75 of them, are going to come back for the next show because they're completely blown away by what they saw on the show. So is that something that they're going for? Obviously, these they loaded up these cards for that reason because they're going to have a lot of new eyes on it. And I think you're going to get a lot more people to stick around because they might say, you know, part of my language. Holy shit. You know, this Mayu Itani, she's really good. This Momo, she's really good. This Suzuki's really good. This girl that's dancing in a bear outfit, she's really good. This Zoom <laughs> is really good. Um, I mean, I think that's the smart booking. That's that's what, obviously what they're going for here. So I see your point, but I'm going to say Kari wins. But I, I guess now I wouldn't be shocked because yeah, your point does make sense. But I don't know. Maybe if it was the main event. I'd be more set in Kari, but the fact that there's three more matches after this one, and uh, yeah, I mean, geez, you might have kind of talked me into it, but I'm, I'm going to stick with my pick and say Kari. But this might be a hashtag Rob Good when you're right moment come, uh, come Monday, Tuesday when we review the show there, sir. We can but hope. <laughs> um, let's go into this third to the top match then and that is of course um the ddm versus prominence match um the loser of the suri and julia match uh, in the main event of night one they'll be inserted onto the ddm team uh for uh this match i don't know if you've seen that but on our um on our discord and obviously i'll put the links in the description of this podcast um the stardom youtube channel put out an interview with Julia and then an interview with Suzu Suzuki regarding the feud between the two of them. And it was translated to English subtitles by Miguel F on YouTube. Now, the Suzu Suzuki one is tremendous. It really does add some real gravity to why she hates Julia. You know, they were like sisters and then Julia just upped and left without saying anything to her. Suzu Suzuki said, right, I'm off, you know, going to work, came back and Julia had just gone. She had to read about it on social media that Julia had turned up in stardom. Um, you know, people were hounding Suzu Suzuki saying, you, sh- you must have known. How did you not know? Um, and just, you know, Suzu Suzuki saying, 
I hate Julia. Do you know what? Actually, no, I don't hate Julia. What I feel for Julia can't be summed up in one word. You know, she was out there becoming a star, forgetting the people she used as stepping stones. Oh, it's just, it's brilliant. I actively encourage anyone, if you want a little bit of background about this feud, about prominence and DDM, you know, specifically prominence and Julia, go and check out those two interviews because they are fantastic. And Julia's side is equally good, but I just thought the Suzu Suzuki side really, really, really added a little bit of gravity to it. And thank you to Valkage, uh, one of our patrons, and on our Discord for just pointing that out to me with the English subtitles. I'm going to go prominence. I think prominence has to win this. We mentioned it on night one. They have to be kept strong. Suzu Suzuki in particular, Matt. Yeah, I did not see the interview, but I know the internet was buzzing about it. I will, uh, later on today, I will definitely take a look. So thank you for the uh, the heads up on that one. Good, sir. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Prominence has to win this one uh, for obvious reasons. They have to be kept strong as they're going to build towards that uh, singles match, that big final singles match. Or if Prominence doesn't win, this one may get like thrown out. I think this one, you have a little bit of everything on the show. You have the technical matches. You have the really good tag matches, the Battle Royal, the high-speed match. This is going to be more of like a hardcore match. Because I don't think... I mean, they should even make this like Texas Tornado Rules or something. Because it'll get to a point where it's like, do we really want to see tags? Do we really need legal tags? And what's pretty much just going to be a fight? Uh, so I think this one may get out of hand. You may, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of crowd brawling in this one. Maybe leaving a little juice. You know what they said, red equals green, brother. So maybe maybe someone even bleeds a little bit. Maybe a little hard way. Um but if you're going to have a winner, yeah, it's got to be prominence. But I wouldn't be shocked if this thing gets thrown out. Because even if this thing gets thrown out in like a double DQ, I still think that does well for the, the building of this feud. But I don't think there's any way that DDM should go over. I just don't. You would kind of bury prominence going into that final uh, Julia Suzuki match. Yeah, and that's the big thing. You're building to Julia versus Suzu Suzuki. That is so important heading into this. My question to you is... Obviously, we're going to have the confrontation between Julia and Suzu Suzuki, seeing some brutality, I'm sure, and I can't wait for that. Julia ain't taking the pinfall here. I'd be nope. very, very surprised if either Julia or Suzuki take the pinfall. I, I personally think if it's not a prominence victory, it does get thrown out. Now, in Suzuki's um, interview, she seemed to allude to the fact that this isn't going to be a death match. Um, you know, they're going to save that for the prominence promotion, which is going to start in April. Um, so if it's not that I can, I can see prominence going too far in their attempt to destroy Julia, um, and getting the match thrown out that, that would make sense. Um, but again, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I am going to go a prominent straight out victory, but I would not be surprised. And again, I'm sure you're the same because that's what you've said. Um, I can see them throwing the match out as well because Prominence just literally beat Julia into oblivion. Um, and I wouldn't be opposed to seeing that either. Yeah, I think uh, we're, we're dead set on that one, sir. As much as I kind of shake my head and my fist when I know we're not a visual podcast, but I shake my fist like Homer Simpson that you think Kari's going to lose to Starlight Kid. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Um, let's move on to the last two matches then. And I feel like we've already sp spoken about these matches. Um 
obviously we differ on who we think is going to be the white belt champion heading into this night. So the winner of Saya and Utami is going to be facing Tam Nakano for the white belt um, on night two. Now I know that you are, your heart is going to say Tam is going to win because it's Tam. Put your feelings for Tam aside and your appreciation of her in-ring work who is coming out of this match with the white belt? You think it's going to be Saya against Tam. Do you think Saya comes out on top with the belt over both nights? Now, I pride myself on being a professional, so I have to put my my feelings for Tam aside. So hold on one sec. I have to run to the bathroom and I have to vomit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I think that it, Asaya wins here. I think I don't think they Tam just lost the belt. I don't think you put the belt back on her. Now I obviously that would not bother me one bit whatsoever. Even if it is your pick, Utami, I think the Queen's Quest member uh, wins here. I th- obviously, regardless if it's Utami or Asaya against Tam, co-main event of the second night of this loaded show, it's going to be a barn burner. You know, four to four and a quarter star match, pending any injury. Obviously, that's the last thing that we want. So, yeah, I think this, regardless, I, even though I'm pretty sure that Queen's Quest member will retain the belt on this one, regardless, this is going to be an absolute barn burner of a match. And I think that, I think Tam will gain something by a loss here by having a really good match and then, uh, you know, moving towards the Cinderella as well. So, but no, I'm going to say that uh, Saya wins here. And I know you have Utami, so, uh, which, you know, Utami and Tam, I think the last time that they wrestled was the, um, co-main event of the are the the, the semi-main event of uh, the five-star grand prix last year with uh, tam getting the win am i correct absolutely and uh, it was a tremendous match i think i'm completely with you whoever wins the belt on night one stays with it on night two um i don't think tam needs it i think tam's reign was enough to cement her as you know an upper mid card a potential main eventer i don't think she needs it again um if it is Utami, I think Utami beats Tam, and then maybe Tam beats Utami in the first round of the Cinderella. Um, we will see. And that moves on to our main event. And I'm going to ask you a question in a moment, depending on who you think is going to win this. The winner of Julia Osuri in the main event of night one versus Mayu Iwatani, the challenger for that red belt. Now, we've both got Suri winning on night one. Do we see Suri? winning out over Mayu Iwatani. I do, and I've already outlined my reasons for thinking she'll go over Mayu Iwatani, um, but do you agree, or do you see Mayu coming out with the belt? No, I totally agree, and again, you know, Mayu is almost like the same level of, of Tam. Um, I absolutely love and adore Mayu, but I I have to put my bias aside on this one. Obviously, this is going to be another fantastic match, either way you slice it. But I think Sherry gets the win here. You know, we talked about how this is kind of her redemption arc from December where she had to win. She had to finally overcome Utami. And now she's kind of the, you know, quote unquote, de facto leader of Donald Del Mundo. Whether you, you know, either way you slice it in my eyes, you know, she is. And now she overcomes Julia the night before. And then she will overcome Mayu here. Just literally the perfect, you know, four month story arc for, uh, for Sherry. Um, so yeah, I have Sherry winning this one in what I think is going to be the best match of the two nights. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, Sherry needs this more than Mayu does. You know, Mayu's one of two people to hold the red belt twice. Um, and whilst, whilst, as you said, I wouldn't be opposed to a third reign with the belt from Mayu, I don't think she needs it. Whereas to tie off 
Suri's legacy before she does drop the belt. You know, looking quite negatively at it, maybe. But I, she needs to. She needs a clean victory over Mayu, and I think this yeah. is where she does it. My question to you, and obviously we've we've gone through all this. My question to you is: according to your predictions, we're going through the biggest weekend in stardom history, and you don't think the red or the white belt change hands over either night? Nope. And you don't need to. You don't need to. You don't need a, a title. But I don't think any titles are changing except for future. I think it's the only one I had changing. Um, and you don't You don't need to have a title change to have a uh, solid show, as long as the booking makes sense and the matches make sense. Now, regardless, can Mayu come out as champion? Again, it is the biggest weekend in the history of stardom. There's only been one wrestler that's been there from the from the start, never left to go to any other company, and is there at the end. So do they reward her by saying, you know what, we're going to put the red belt on you in front of, you know, how many ex-fans watching at home, how many fans watching in the stands, and uh, you, you will be the only three-time red belt champion in the history of stardom. I would not be opposed to that. You know, and again, it's a good way to say, hey, thank you. You know, thank you for all the work. And again, it's not like, and it's not like it's a handout, right? By any means, I mean, anybody can say, if somebody came up to you and said, I think Mayu Itani is by far the best wrestler in stardom, you kind of have to, it's a tough place to disagree. You know, I mean, there's a lot that's on the top of the card. It's tough to, to disagree that Mayu is one of the best, not only in stardom, but just in any promotion, really, you know, male or female. So, oh, yeah, I just don't think there's going to be any belts changing. But again, how often am I wrong on these predictions? Again, <laughs> I had a I had a buddy of mine tell me I think we were we were picking something like seven eight years ago, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to take you to Vegas or Atlantic City because Atlantic City is only about two and a half hours away from me. We're going to go on the roulette table. You tell me to to a, a red or black, and whatever you say, I'll do the opposite. So, <laughs> so that's that's how often I'm wrong. So, but I feel pretty. I think I'm going to do about sixty percent of my predictions. I feel pretty confident. We will see. Um. Of course, the pay-per-view is happening this Saturday and Sunday. It's available in Japanese and English commentary. Stuart Fulton going solo on English commentary. If you want to buy the pay-per-view, it is uh, pinned. The link is pinned to the top of the We Are Stardom Twitter page. Go and check that out. As I mentioned before, it is a separate payment for each night um if you want to wait for it to go on to stardom world it's going to be a couple of days maybe five six days before it gets uploaded to stardom world spend the money spend the money it's worth it absolutely absolutely i'm going to spend the money um because i think it's it's completely worth it and obviously we want to get our review to you as soon as possible keep your eye out on our twitter feed as to when we are going to be able to get it out because obviously it depends on me and matt being able to watch the pay-per-view and getting it out to you. A couple of bits of admin, um, simply because I've got to shoot off because I've got a soccer match. Um, we have got, on the 30th of March, for our um, right, white and red belt patrons, we have got our Momo Watanabe retrospective. That'll be dropping in your podcast feeds at um, 6 o'clock British Standard Time. Also, red belt patrons on the 26th, of March, you will be getting the first of our Q and A's or quarterly Q and A's. So make sure you check that out. Um, thank you to Chris Conse- uh, Chris Consulo, who has become our newest patron at the high speed tier. Please go and check out our patron. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons. Really, really do appreciate you. Um, 
in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy Stardom World Climax. It is going to be a phenomenal weekend of wrestling. Keep your eye out for our Bracketology Cinderella Tournament um, episode that's going to be dropping on the 1st of April. Um, in the meantime, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and whatever at at the Stardomcast. If you think we've deserved it, please leave us a five-star review and a comment. It would really, really, really help us. It costs nothing, and it really does help us fire up the podcast rankings. And we do read them as well. So please, if you can, it will be great for you to go and do that. Um, you can talk to me on Twitter at at Real Rob Goodwin. Matt, where can they find you? Real quick, buddy. I just got to ask you a quick, quick question. I know you need to get going. I want you to rank these for me. Three, two, and one. What are you most excited about? The two red belt matches, the two white belt matches, or the two Kari matches? Okay. Right off the top of my head, three white belt, two Kyrie, one red belt. What about you? I got, I'm going to go, uh, Gold, the bronze medal is going to be the white. The gold, me- uh, silver medal is going to be the red. And the car matches are the things I'm most excited for. I knew that would be the case. <laughs> Boom. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, and, hey, give me your answer. What do you guys think? What are you most excited for on these two shows? Uh, hit me up on Matt Turner OF on Instagram and the Twitter. Uh, and in the meantime, guys, thank you so much for listening. Go and support Stard and buy the pay-per-view. Trust me, you won't regret it. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you guys on the other side of March 26th and 27th. Bye-bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.